0: this is kim with the soul sense podcast and i have my trusty wingman melvin
1: hey hey hey
0: and we are back for another one and another one and another one hey 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 so anyway since i i have to put in my own uh vocals since i have a husband who doesn't want doesn't want to make me anyway that's okay okay
1: now uh yeah so we having a this is an impromptu podcast. We may do another one here, but uh came in today, the and there was no cable, and it's Monday, so <laughs> I came home ready to watch some uh, football, and there's no internet and no cable. Um, so
0: It's raining real bad here, so I think that you said there's an outage in the area.
1: Yeah, outage. In our mm. our house, we don't get great uh, cell phone reception, which is crazy because we live around a thousand towers. We're in like the high. Is this the highest point in DFW? I don't know. I think so. It's got to be. I ain't seen no other heads. I
0: don't know. I'm like, what? Yeah, but
1: uh, <laughs> anyway, you think we get good cell phone service, but we don't. So
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Okay. Well. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just living. I'm just living. Just living. So
1: we decided to use our time wisely and (laughs) and do a podcast. Um, So uh, how you been doing there, Kimberly?
0: What's going on? What's going on? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, well, we ain't done much. You know, we we uh, you just give a little update to you guys. We're still in the parenting fight and it's it's on the upswing I believe. I do believe it's on the upswing and but we're still in there and taking it to God every day and our our babies are doing well. Of course, you know like the song say if it ain't one thing it's another because meanwhile our youngest has a horrible diaper rash and uh, <laughs> And so it's just, you know, anyone who has kids, you know. I mean, if it ain't one thing, it's another. But we're blessed. We're blessed. And I'm happy to have my kiddos. We took family photos for the first time, all four of us. And uh, that was, I'm pretty excited about it. I was the creative director and the stylist of the shoot. And uh, it was fabulous. Stay tuned.
1: Yeah, it was good. I I had a... I, I was a little skeptical. Um, mm. Kimberly can get uh, a little bit over... Do you call, I don't even know how you say it. Like you get... Uh,
0: overzealous.
1: There we go. Overzealous and makes these grand plans. And then it can just result in a bunch of stress. While myself, I put very little thought into many things. Except for like if I'm doing something for her or... You know, something like that, then I'll put a lot of thought in it. But I'm not I'm not one for stress. I was like, just get G'd up, go take some pictures. But she uh, had this whole little outfit scheme put together. Sure and, did. And it was fresh, I got to admit.
0: Yes, it was like, just think, polished, Afrocentric with modern Lines. That's all I gotta say about that. That is all I gotta say. It's the bomb. Uh, I don't even know if people even say that anymore. But we looked great, okay. <laughs> and I, if I can say that myself. And so, um, but it's, I tell you, it'll
1: be funny if these pictures turn out trash and we done not them up. <laughs> um,
0: Why you gotta be such a pessimist? You see what I gotta deal with, people. I think
1: it'll be hilarious. It will
0: be. It person. ain't gonna be hilarious. So it, I think it's gonna. I think it's great. You know, it, I think it's gonna be great. So, anyways, um, but other than that, you know, just, just, just doing and moving and so, like Melvin was saying, uh, you got something to say, babe. Oh yeah, we can just keep
1: chatting. We we We're going to chat free today.
0: Okay, well.
1: Um, So we are working on our our website, which will be coming out soon. It'll be uh, for Soul Sense Ministries and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just a nice-looking website. Uh, And, yeah, hopefully that'll be done here soon.
0: Excited about that. And um, once that goes up, we have a couple of things we've been working on as well that we're not going to announce yet, but, you know, excited about what God is doing and how he's leading us with this ministry. And, you know, like the the word says, I think it's Joel that says, you know, men will dream dreams. It says old men will dream dreams. So I guess they talking about Melvin, but... But no, I definitely feel like we are dreaming dreams for the kingdom of God. And, and it feels good. It feels you know, when you're moving in step with the spirit, it feels, it doesn't matter. I know for me, it feels like it doesn't matter what the outcome is going to be because I know God has it. I'm just happy to be in line and on the good foot. And, um, it is, it's, it's exciting times right now. And so, uh, we were sitting up today and we were, because, of course, we don't have any internet or any TV, so we were just sitting on the couch chit-chatting and talking about something that I did today strictly off of a faith move, faith move. And uh, we just started talking about some things about how, uh, you know, what we feel like Christianity is at this point and, you know, the areas that, you know, need a little bit more attention areas that are good just we we're just talking and you know not not any type of like judgment or anything like that we were just sitting and just just kind of rapping back and forth and decided hey we might as well go ahead and just turn on the mic and have it on the mic and so I guess we can finish that conversation so
1: yeah um so we kind of just chat a little bit just in general um mm-hmm. So there's been a couple of things that uh we could talk about what we talked about first. Um, you know, Kimberly came to me this morning <clears throat> and uh had mentioned that, you know, she's listening to some uh to a YouTube uh
0: Christian blogger kinda yeah. like. Mm-hmm.
1: And um she was saying that, you know, she came in there and she was like, Melvin, this is gonna you you say it. you talk about it.
0: Okay, so Um, I've been, you know, I follow a number of Christian figures on social media, you know, YouTube, lots of them, you know, and have for some time now. And, um, there, there was one that I was listening to this morning as I was getting ready. And as clear as day, as clear as day, I heard in my head, you like I heard, reach out to her. And I mean, I paused. And I actually turned off the video and I was like, okay, God, uh, you know, that's, it's, it was weird because like I said, I, I listen to lots of podcasts, YouTube videos, vlogs, all that. Like I'm into social media like that. So it's like, I mean, they're like a dime a dozen, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm heavily into listening to like Christian figures and stuff. And some that weren't, are not, but you know, and so I've never had that thought. You should physically personally reach out to somebody and so I started praying and I was like okay God is that you talking to me there like is that really what you want me to do um because this is totally out of my comfort zone one um course insecurity came in because this particular person has a huge following and it's like I'm pretty sure she gets tons of people Tons of people who, like, write into her and ask her stuff and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, on one hand, it's like, okay, would she even get the message? And then, you know, how should I reach out to her, you know? And I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Should I just go to one of her events and just start talking to her? Like, all these things, all these questions popped up, right? And so, I just started praying about it. And then, after praying, I was like, okay, I need to go and share this with Melvin because in my mind, you know, this particular person, they're, her and her husband are a bit younger than us. And um, our lives are kind of like a few steps, a couple of steps ahead of them. And, you know, whatever I choose to do or whatever God chooses to do with me is going to include Melvin. So I'm like, okay, I have to go and talk to him about it and bounce these ideas off his head as well and what he says. So I go into the kitchen, he's feeding our youngest. And so I go into telling him what's, what's going on, you know? And I was like, this, I know this sounds crazy. I don't even know if I should do this right now. And he was like, yeah. Let me, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. You well, basically he was like, you know, this ain't crazy. And so then you can tell me what like your thoughts were. When yeah. I so
1: in. she came to me and she, said what, what you just mentioned. And, um, you know, my, my response was, you know, first off, that doesn't sound crazy. Um, and you already know what you need to do. You know, you know what you should do. If God, you feel like God telling you to, to do something, you should do it. Um, and, and I'll tell you, um, a uh, interesting story. Um, there's a, a. A guy who, um, right when I became a Christian eons ago, uh, he, his brother's name Mark, and I'll, um, Mark Giles. And uh, one of the most uh, interesting people I've ever met in my life. Um, And the most, like, the biggest dreamers. Any time that I feel like I am uh, living on the edge, all I need to do is think about him or any time that I feel like uh, hesitant to to go big, I think about him. And he's such an inspiration. Um, but anyway, this guy uh, had like this prayer list. And, you know, we always we're in campus ministry and, you know, we were super evangelistic and, you know, very mission focused. Um, that's the beautiful thing about being in campus ministry. You know, you don't have. You feel like you're busy, but you're not, man. Really, all you got to do is homework and and serve the Lord. You know what I mean? It's, it's the most freeing time that you could ever have. And um, anyway, um, you know, he he was, me and him started to build a good relationship. And uh, he had been praying uh, ever since I've known him. He, he, be, he was a Ricky Williams fan.
0: Now who is Ricky, Ricky Williams?
1: Williams is a tailback a oh, running okay. back in the NFL. He went to ran uh, played for Texas okay. and uh went to the Saints right after and then went to Miami after that. And um and he was a huge fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean huge fan. This guy had like a a movie replica like Conan sword and not like just a Like, you go buy it out of the... I'm talking about, like, numbered, limited edition. Wow.
0: Like... I didn't know that part. No,
1: this guy was a huge fan. And some of it, we would laugh and joke and be like, man, you're so crazy. Because he just was such a fan of these people. Like, uh, he's a fan of Georgia football. He'd have, like, helmets. I mean, everything around, right? But here goes the difference about Mark Giles. Like, I'm a fan of a lot of people. You know, I'm a fan of a lot of teams. But but Mark took his fandom the only way that a Christian probably should, right? So these are his favorite people, and his main focus for them was that that they would be saved. you know uh, he prayed for them consistently he his his prayer was that he would meet them and would baptize them. and uh it wasn't just uh faith without deeds either. Um, like this dude first off went and bought two bibles Mm -hmm. um one bible ricky williams name engraved in it the other bible uh arnold schwarzenegger's name engraved in it um he i remember one trip in particular for arnold schwarzenegger we hopped me and him uh he didn't drive so i drove up to columbus ohio my my mom lived up there and uh we drove from Knoxville, Tennessee, all the way up to Columbus, Ohio, to go to the Arnold Classic. And uh, just to get a chance to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, like, he got this Bible, and he's like, so excited and just, like, want womp, no no dice. Doesn't get close. He's like, Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. Like, doesn't even get to do it. Does he leave d- disappointed? Probably a little. I'll keep it real. <laughs> but – but he may have been disappointed, but was he, uh, discouraged from keeping on? Absolutely not. Here goes another snippet. Um, I remember one time Ricky Williams was going to have a, he was playing in Miami at the time and he was going to have like this meet and greet, right? You could buy these packages to go to Miami and have a meet and greet, and I want to say it was something's telling me it was in Atlanta, but I'm almost positive it was in Miami, and uh, so and we're college students now. He's not balling at all. Mark was not a rich guy, uh, but um, he saves up and bought maybe he had graduated, mm, I can't remember, but anyway, he had saved up, bought plane, bought this package, bought the plane tickets flies down there to go meet Ricky Williams for the not not to get because he wants to baptize Ricky Williams. Mm. Like he sees the thing. This is like after Ricky Williams was going through a lot of uh, struggle in his life and all that. And he's like, man, I just know if I just get the chance to share the gospel with this guy, like he's going to change his life. And I love Ricky Williams. I want his life to change. And uh, so he f- goes, flies down there. And you know, like we're praying, man. Like, I, I remember just like, please, you know, I'm praying for this. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Mark goes down there. And, and I mean, it's like almost comical the, the way that, like, it it turned out like, I can't remember if it, it wasn't a, a complete hoax, but basically, he really didn't get to meet Ricky Williams. He didn't get to, um, like, it was, it just was crazy the way it worked out, right? And and it was a big bummer, right? But, and again, he was definitely uh disappointed, mm-hmm. but he wasn't discouraged, you know what I mean? And I haven't talked to Mark in, I don't know, maybe five years, something like that, ever since whenever we went back uh, for homecoming. That's the last time I talked to Mark. Maybe it wasn't that long, but... I guarantee you, if I were to ask him, like, are you still on this mission? Like, I guarantee you he still is. And, and all that that long story is not is not meant to, like, be... Because, yeah, it, as far as I know, he hasn't met Ricky Williams and he hasn't baptized... Uh, what's the name? Marlon Schwarzenegger. But I'm confident that he will because he believes it with all of his heart and he's putting action to it. And at the end of the day, maybe that ain't his purpose. But what I do know is that God put something on his heart. Like, that's what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. That's all that story is to say is whatever the outcome is of that, I know that that is what it's supposed to look like when God gives you big dreams and big things. And maybe sometimes we won't get that exact, like like we talk about that scripture where it says, like... um, you know, you gave, up, when we wandered through the desert, you gave us manna that we mm-hmm. did not know. Yeah. Right? Like, God, That's the things... Deuteronomy 8. Yeah, Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 8. Like, the things that God has for us, like, we can't even imagine, but we never get them because we're gun shy. Like, we're scared of the, the surface dreams that we're thinking of, and we get discouraged maybe if we don't get those, but the thing that God has planned, we can't even imagine. So, anyway... When she came and asked me that, that's kind of what I was thinking. That's that's my basis on, like, hey, man, you got to go.
0: And he had told me that story about his friend, Mark. And I when I when before I even came into the kitchen to talk to Melvin, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know what? Honestly, it's almost taboo, even in the Christian community, to be like, I heard the Holy Spirit say this, or I heard God say this, or this is really being pressed upon me. Like you'll hear people say that, but how many times do you actually hear things that are just kind of off the wall, random, you know? And for me, that's very off the wall, random. And I'll give you a little background too. So, well, and, and this is kind of what kind of, you know, prompted us to come up here and like uh, speak as well. You know, a few weeks back, I had to like ask for forgiveness and repent because I was having a lot of judgmental feelings towards some of the Christian figures that are like on Instagram and on YouTube and stuff. And the reason why is because, and I was explaining this to Melvin, is that one of the things that I feel that is missing is that I believe that more people would come to Christ if people knew the practicality of, of applying the word to their lives. Like if they knew that the word of God was practical and it was something that could easily be applied to their lives, I think more people would buy into the fact that, hey, I want to follow God, you know. One thing that I'm seeing that some, and not all, but some figures, Christian figures that I'm seeing is that a lot of times when they're giving their messages, it's almost like they're talking down to people or talking at you and stop instead of talking to you. And I feel like a preacher or a teacher or any type of spiritual leader, it's, they're not that because they're perfect. I I almost feel like it's kind of like they got the cheat code. Like they know how to, they're aware of their need for God and his power. And so they can tap into that power more consistently, you know, in a sense. And I think that it's their duty to help others be able to get the cheat code as well and tap into that power. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like instead what I hear is you know, it's almost this narrative of I used to have this problem, but I don't have it anymore. And I have overcome. There's one figure. I'm not going to name any names, but it's like some of her ver- her words that she used. She, It's like she's always says some of y'all, some of y'all be having this problem, some of y'all. And it's like you're talking down to people like you weren't there, too. You know, you may have overcome, but you're you have not. Overcoming to perfection, you know, and I think it would really be helpful if people can see like you actually walking through whatever struggle you have, even if it's just a daily struggle, like I got up this morning. My kids were all crazy and they were very clinging to me and, and I didn't get good sleep last night. And, you know, I had an attitude and I, I was a little snippy this morning, but I had to turn around and I had to apologize to everyone in my house. And then I and then I had to get down on my knees and I had to do this. And these are the scriptures that I cling to. You don't hear that type of vulnerability openly and i feel like that's actually what is needed it's like people need to see you walking the walk and t- instead of just talking the talk they actually got to see you walking the walk and to see like okay these are the my this is my process of getting through this funk because we all have them as long as we're here on this earth we have
1: them yeah <clears throat> so let me share something with you and i and i think i've i've talked to you about this but um so when I first uh became a Christian um you know I, this is for uh, just anybody listening so I definitely did not come from a very religious background I wasn't you know just completely ignorant of of God you know my mom definitely raised us um with a a foundation of you know believing in in you know Christ and Um, We went to church, but I definitely was not, um, you know, I don't even, I definitely wasn't what you would call religious. Um, I, you know, I kind of, I felt like I, I, I was spiritual in terms of like my thought process. You know, I, I definitely didn't just, I did a lot of bad things, but I didn't do them just without conscience. You know what I mean? Um, like I sold drugs. I, I definitely, uh, you know I was a criminal really but again it sounds funny to say it but I I was not a person without conscience and honestly um living in that world a lot of the people that I came across um probably weren't without conscience either you know they just just really didn't know and um just trying to make it you know what i mean focused on the thing that seemed the most important at any given time uh but once I became a Christian, I was like, uh, like, I like to liken it to, to the demoniac, like the guy who was in the, the fields, and they said he was just so crazy that he was cutting himself with, like, he would, like, cut himself up against the rocks, and, I mean, he just was wild, like, untamable, wild, and that's kind of how I liken myself to, like, any type of excess or whatever you, like, I can't even put myself in the mind state that I was, and all that is to say is when I became a Christian, like when somebody showed me, it was like, and it, it was like a random thing. I went in to, to get a sandwich from this place called Blimpy, and this guy asked me a simple question. He was like, hey, what do you do on the weekends? And in my mind, I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this guy just, maybe he's new in town, want to get high, looking for a connection or something. And I was like, man, I'll party. And he was like, is that all you do? I was like, what, what? And in my mind, I was like, what is he talking about? Is that that's all I do every day. I mean, it's my life. You know what I mean? That's just what I do. And it gave me this little opening. And he started talking to me about God and the Bible and, you know, asking me if I wanted to uh, study the Bible. And I was like, eh, you know, I'm not. And I don't know what made me do it. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, but I ended up giving him my number fast forward uh, and I'll tell that story more in depth one day, but, uh, you know, fast forward, I start studying the Bible and it's like, I was just like that guy, man. Like I went from running wild, crazy to however extreme I was on one side of the fence. I was just that extreme on, on the other. Like I became sold out for God. Like I did not care. Like, Anything like I changed, everything I gave up, everything. Um, the last thing I gave up was like cigarettes, and it was the day before I was gonna get baptized. And I was, it was, I got baptized on a Thursday, and this was on Tuesday night. And I smoked a cigarette, and I was like, God, if I smoke a cigarette tomorrow, I'm not getting baptized. And I don't know anybody has smoked cigarettes, it's very difficult, but I prayed that prayer and I never smoked again. And so, that's just to give you an example of the drastic change. And all of that goes to say is that I I lived my life very piously and I put a lot of stock in my righteousness, right? Like in the things that I excelled in. So, you know, me reading my Bible, me praying, me going out and and sharing my faith, me, whatever it was that I did, I put a lot of stock in those things. And when I would talk to people about God, I would come from, what. in retrospect, it was a very judgmental place. But what I say is that in my mind at the time, I was desperate. Like I was desperately pleading for people's souls, man, because I saw, it was like, I knew where I had come from and I knew like what God had done for me. And I was like, don't you see this? Like, let me just tell you, like, I remember telling this guy, this huge guy on campus, he was like, he had a big dip in his mouth. And I'm sharing with him about God. And this guy was a nice guy, man. He, you know, he didn't have to listen to me at all. And, and, you know, he was way bigger than me. I remember telling him like, Man, don't you, how, what, what would you feel like if I told you that thing in your lip is going to take you to hell? And I said, it's right in his face. And, uh, and he just looked at me like, like with this look of like, I will smash you. And I was like, listen, man, I, look how big you are. Like you could kill me right now. <laughs> and I told him this. I was like, but it would be like, I love you so much that I, I'm risking you attacking me for the things that I say not, it doesn't do me any good. It's just, I love you, man. I want you to make it to heaven. And that was really my heart, really, really my heart. And and I saw a lot of people's lives get changed. But now in retrospect, like as I, I went forward, you know, I left the church. I ended up, you know, falling away and really, never went back to the way I was before but definitely had a big drop off and what that let me see was that my stock was in like what I had like it it was really like it was in my righteousness and really my righteousness was only by the grace of God and a lot of things that I did it wasn't very difficult for me because the like it just the spirit was just pulling me along but now like I said in retrospect I look back at that and I see, you know, the error of my ways and kind of what you were saying just kind of brought, like, made me start thinking about that because at the end of the day, I, I, the, the people you're talking about probably are the same way. Like, I I definitely did not want to, in my mind, I was not coming off. Like, I wasn't trying to come off that way. Like, I was really just trying to, like, I felt like I I knew what people needed and, I wasn't coming from a place of, like, I needed to be humbled. Because now, I looking at it, I was super prideful and very arrogant. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't my heart. And I think it was my youth. Um, like, I thought I had the whole picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I had changed so many things, and I thought that I had the the fullness of the picture. And I didn't really realize that, like, man, this is a, a whole life thing, and this isn't the end. And for me to really be able to impact people, I have to be able to understand that it is not going to be that easy for me all the time, and it definitely is not that easy for everybody else. Like it was easy for me to become a disciple, like it. it in retrospect, like the the level of things that I had to give up, like God just made it so simple, and and but now. You know, there are things that are just so hard for me to work through. And what it has done is given me a big dose of humble pie. And, you know, maybe that's what, what they But I did need that easy part because there's no way that I'd have been able to overcome the, the vices and the things that I had in my life if God wouldn't have, like, like healed me, like really miraculously healed me. But in my mind, that was the, that was the mission. I was there. Once I quit all that stuff, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. But God still, he was like, ah, contrary, move for air. I got a lot more to do with you, buddy.
0: <laughs> got a lot of work to do there. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? like. Yeah, and, and, and it makes me think of the Great Commission in uh, Matthew. And in Matthew 28, I'm going to take it up in verse 19. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And I want to keen in on uh, verse 20, where it says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And I think it's not about just telling people you have to give them. It's just like in a real life classroom. You know, the teacher just does not just get up there and lecture. They give you exercises. They give you, like, visuals. They give you experiments. So it's more than just I'm just sitting here teaching from a podium, you know. And I believe, like, especially something that is so precious of your salvation. Like, this is something that we want people to get. Like, this ain't no, eh, this is, this is, like, your eternity, you know? Okay. So you want people, you want it, you want people to get it and it to stick. And I, I just, I just say that I have just noticed that that is something. And I've had to really like overlook and look through that type of verbiage when I hear that stuff, you know, but, you know, and I've actually thought like, should I like, you know, send a message? And I was, I just, I don't know. I just kind of had some mix emotions about that. Like it would be more effective. What is more effective? It'll be more effective to talk to people about how you walk through your bumps when you're walking through it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Maybe not exactly in some situations, maybe not exactly. But, you know, being that person that if you're a mother and a wife to say, hey, guys, I, you know, today was not my best day. You know, today I was short with everyone in my household and I knew that I was wrong and I gave in to, you know, my feelings. And I went and I apologized to my family. I prayed. I asked for forgiveness and uh, asked for forgiveness for them. And in the future, what I'm going to do is, you know, my next steps are what I'm going to do is meditate on this or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. I went to work and it's been really rough at my job. And, you know, speaking about that stuff vulnerably and genuinely, because then people will not feel like the people you're trying to reach won't feel like I can't measure up to what you have accomplished because that's not the truth. No one on this earth is perfect. No one. And we can't portray ourselves as perfection because we're not. And you, when you do that, you already put a barrier, an extra barrier that God did not even place in front of that person. You know, we're making something complex that should be simple, you know? And so, I say all of that just to say that a few weeks back, I was just kind of having some, you know, judgmental feelings about that. And uh, one of those people was the girl that I reached out today to, you know, and just kind of feeling like, you know, well – what qualifies this person, not just her, but just other, just some of the things they were saying, just judging, you know, and I had to check my heart on it. And in the last couple of days, I have been really intrigued just with her story. And like I said, I've been following her for a couple of years. And so when I'm I'm listening to her video this morning and I heard the voice clear as day said, reach out to her, it made me stop in my tracks. And so it's something that I've never done before. Um, I've heard the spirit speak to me and I'll be very candid about that because I think that God speaks to all of us, but does it in different ways. Um, For me, a lot of times it pops in my head as a thought, you know, a random thought out of the blue. Um, Sometimes it's dreams, you know? And so Today it was a thought or, and, it, and sometimes it comes at, in a form of an idea too. So, um, w- but it was clear, very clear, reach out to her. And, uh, so basically after talking to Melvin, um, I, I left, I was convinced I was praying about like, okay, how should I do this? You know, cause when I left the conversation with him, he was like, oh, I mean, just be honest, open and honest with her. So I took that approach and I emailed her today. And um, I haven't heard back anything yet. And honestly, where I'm at. Our internet
1: is off, though. It huh? still ain't on. Oh,
0: it's not? No. Oh, okay. Well. um, But through I sent it earlier on in the day. So, I mean, I haven't heard anything back from her. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not why I I sent the message. You know, I sent the message to be obedient. You know, the spirit told me to do it, and I did it. And I was very honest with her in the email. I told her exactly that. I I definitely told her I was getting ready. I heard clear as day, reach out to her. That is why I'm emailing you. (laughs) And all, you know, and I'm like, God, what do you want me to say to her? And all I came with is like, okay, how can my family serve you? I gave her some background on us and our family. And I just said, how can our family serve you? And I mean, she's local, so it's not like she's far. And, you know, I, afterwards I prayed to God that like, regardless of the response that you protect my heart and my thoughts, father God, because at the end of the day, I'm being obedient to you. And I know that it's going to be blessed. I don't know what is going to come of it. I don't know, you know, but, um, I'm ha- I'm excited about it. Honestly, it's like almost it energized me. And it's like I really don't even care if I get a response back. I hope I do, but it's like if I don't, it's fine too, you know. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so how did you um were you nervous, right? Did you have any trouble writing it, writing yeah. the email?
0: It took me 45 minutes to write it. <laughs> it took me four and a lot of it was just overthinking what to say. And I really feel like the spirit told me what to write. I ended up reading the email to Melvin and he probably can tell you it was, it was simple and straight to the point, you know, like it wasn't like no big fluff. I didn't put a scripture in there. I just, you know, cause and I, I, I was writing it and I wanted to like kind of pad it up and kind of add some fluff. So, you know, to be like, so she won't think that I'm crazy or weird and I was like, no, this doesn't seem right. And I erased it, you know. And I'm just like, you just need to, and even as the day went on, you know, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Maybe I should. And I was like, it's done. You know, it is exactly what it was supposed to be. And so it took me 45 minutes. I was I was in between patients. I had extra time. And that's another thing. I think the spirit did it. Oh, he opened up my schedule to be able to do it because <laughs> I feel like, if I would have let it linger, I could have talked myself out of it, you know. And um, so I did it. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope that I can give you guys a good, good uh update on it. But if not, that's fine, too. Like, I am totally resolved with it. Like, I'm like, I'm excited that I was obedient. Like, I really, I really am. <laughs> and that's really it. That's it. Um, I do, uh, want to share a scripture though, that is something that I'm really trying to take to heart and really live this out. And, um, it's in Romans eight, which is a good chapter, um, verses third, starting in verse 31 and it's entitled more than conquerors. That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the reason why I share that scripture is because this tells us that we're like, there's nothing that can defeat us. Like we are more than conquerors. And I've shared this before. Like when you think about what a conqueror is, you think of somebody who is powerful, somebody who's forceful. What is, what they feel is owed to them. They take, you know, this scripture says we are more than that. I don't even know what more than a conqueror is, but we have to live that way. Like, and not be this like, What if, or somebody's going to think that I'm crazy or all this stuff. It it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. And it's, this scripture says that we may face persecution. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? We're there sitting there with Jesus Christ. Who's at the right hand of God and he's interceding for us. So it does not matter. So I don't know. There you go. Yeah. You know, I I get long winded. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) It's all good. Um, Yeah. I, you know, Kim, one thing that, uh, another kind of thought that I had that I did want to talk to you about and share with you, it's along the same line. is like kind of what I said before, you know, God, the plans that God has, it's funny, you know, we see it in red. If we step back and we start to think about different things that we've gone through in our lives, I'm sure that, that the, uh, benefit or the lesson that we see now, uh, we definitely didn't see it while it was going on. If it was something good that happened in our lives, we thought, oh, this is great. But now we look back on that thing and we see, wait, man, I thought that that was the purpose of it, but it's so much bigger. Uh, It was, it turns out it was so much bigger. You know, when we're going, when we think about like, we're more than conquerors and we're going up against something You know, I think it's important not to, I think you said something really good. You said that, you know, even if they don't call back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the first, like, listening to that, I could be like, what do you mean, even if? You should believe that they're going to call back. And I think you should. Mm -hmm. But even if, you Mm -hmm. know, just like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's like, even if they, even if he doesn't, yeah. Uh, save yeah. us you know even if this doesn't happen I'm still
0: yeah, um, the fact still remains yeah
1: <laughs> right and, and and I think that has to be our attitude um, so that even if even when because at the end of the day even when they call you, that can't be what, what we're waiting for that can't be our confirmation because god said immeasurably more like i'm going to do immeasurably more i'm going to give you things that you don't even understand and i think about um my boy tim hutchins uh i was talking to him about just um just a job situation and um he's like listen man you and, and it was about me me accepting something and if i wanted to take that route and i was kind of feeling hesitant And he was like, listen, at the end of the day, man, you know, when, when God uh, tells you to do something like it, it, there is no, no, you know what I mean? There is no, no. Um, And it may take you a long time to get to your yes, or you, or you may, but there is no, no, and, and you get the life that the life to the full that is explained in the scriptures. So there is no, no. And he was like, you need to read Jonah. And honestly, I just now like sitting here, it just clicked to me kind of like the whole thing about Jonah. Mm-hmm. Because think about how abruptly Jonah ends. Yeah. Right. Like God put Jonah through all of these things Go warn, go warn this city. Go to Jonah, I know what's gonna happen if I go and warn him. You going you know, you're gonna just change your mind, cause that's what you're gonna do. Jonah, you go and he's running from his his destiny, basically. And then Jonah goes through and he does all those things, and what happens?
0: The
1: they th- changed. Yeah. The thing that, that he said would happen yeah. from the beginning, right? Yeah, he exactly. changed. But the problem was was And when I read this now, that God, Jonah was focused on like the actions, right? He was focused on the obvious, but God went through all of that to show Jonah, to teach Jonah a lesson about his love, because what did he do right after that? You know, he has Jonah sitting out and the tree grows over him and then he has the worm come and eat the tree. Jonah's like, "Oh, the sun is on me. He's like, hey, Jonah. Hi, you can't get mad. I I made that tree grow over. Did you do anything to make that tree grow? No. Okay, well, I made that tree. So isn't it my if I wanna get have a worm eat the tree, it's no loss to you. Right? Okay. You know, um, what was the other thing? He said uh um oh, oh yeah, he provided a leafly plant. Um he provided a uh trying to see here it was one other thing well I won't uh... oh no that was it. yeah he provided that leaf. the sun shining brightly he provides a leafy plant then has a worm eat it and Jonah goes through this whole thing oh I just wish I was dead why it's better for me to die <laughs> and at the end of the day God was trying to show Jonah his his love and his compassion and he was like you know you didn't tend it. You didn't make it grow. It sprang up overnight and it died overnight. And should I not have a concern? And he was like, and Jonah was, and then the other piece was like, that's it. Jonah was so worried about this plant. God was like, why are you so worried about that plant, Jonah? Like, look how worried you are about this plant living and dying. You didn't do anything to make it grow. It's not like it was your special plant that you started growing from a child. You, this plant just sprouted up. And then it died. And yet you have this much concern for this plant because it it brought you some type of, it meant something to you, even though you did nothing to grow it. And he was like, and should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, which there are more than, 100, than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their lefts and also many animals? And, um, you know, go if you don't know the story of Jonah, go and read it. It's not long, um, but it's it's amazing. And th- that's the way that it ends. The story ends is like after all of this stuff, the thing Jonah said would happen happened. And he's mad that God forgave him after all of this. And, and at the end of the day, he uses this all to teach Jonah a lesson about like how he feels about us. That was very wordy. I'm sorry. Mm. But. All of that is to say is like Jonah was focused on, like I said, he was focused on the thing. And I think that's what we can be focused on. So for your thing, you know, whether whether you have doubt and that doubt is confirmed or whether you have confidence and that confidence is confirmed, still understand that we don't even we don't even get what God is trying to do. So we just got to keep pushing and we can't even worry about the result. Whether it's victorious, my boy, Mark, he may never, Ricky Williams may become a Christian. He may have, he may never even know. It may be after Mark is dead and gone, but that what, maybe that's not what God was teaching him And the fact that he's just moving on and keeping moving. He's getting those lessons and that's how we got to do. We just got to chug along, man. Long God is telling you to do something. You got to do it. And that's very difficult. That's difficult for me um, because I can get into the, I think I can move on faith. And I got, I'm a daring person just in general, but I can still get caught up, like, in the results, like, um, like trying to figure out, like, what is it I'm supposed to learn? What is it supposed to happen? Just, just sitting back, man, and God will make it obvious. As obvious as he made it for Jonah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What
1: you're supposed to get out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah well see. yeah and that's really all i got it's just you know that's really where i'm working on guys it's just i and it's funny because i actually had started praying about a week ago that i could hear god's voice clearer and to know what he wants me to do and then bam today happened and I've had some other things to pop up too. That's just kind of like, and it's like it's funny because it's like, um, are you talking to me, God? Is that you? <laughs> like, is that you talking to me? Or it's because I'm—I've always been a very opinionated. Like, I—I I have ideas out of the wazoo. Melvin, I tell you, like, I'm good for a brainstorming group. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm never free of an idea, and so you know i'm always having to filter it and say okay is this my want or is this your want god and um so just really trying to like be still and just hear his voice and i mean literally just brush my teeth then bam heard you loud and clear and it's really exhilarating because i mean not even the fact that i the possibility like i can think of the possibility of if this connection is made that'd be awesome, you know, but just the simple fact of my obedience really energized me. And so that's my challenge to you guys, as well, you know, really slow yourself down to like, hear God's God's voice, you know, and try to, you know, and I am very convinced that, He speaks to us in different ways. I think it's kind of like how we're all different learners. Like, you know, we have some that are visual learners, auditory, tactile learners, and I think God meets us where we're at. So I think that if you're somebody who is a visionary, he'll give you vision. You know, I think if you're a person who is more of an introspective person, I think that he will, he will talk to you and you can hear him, you know, and so Whatever it may be, you know, and I think I'm just scratching the surface, you know. I mean, God can do anything. He can raise up rocks to do whatever he wants to do. But I I challenge you guys to just take some time to really, really go off of what you are hearing God telling you to do. And then step two, being obedient to that, no matter what it is. And no matter how crazy it is, doing just that. You know, and I think that we have many examples in the Bible where God has given assignments to people, and He had to convince them that that's exactly what they needed to do. So I don't think it's bad to get an assignment or get some get a task, and you be scared or you're 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 intimidated. You know, Moses was scared. You know, Moses asked for clarity multiple times. You know, and he was considered like the first prophet actually, you know, one of the, yeah, he was considered one of the first prophets. And so, you know, he was a mighty man of God and he even had doubts and intimidations. You know, he gave every excuse in the book of, as to why he shouldn't have been the one to go to Egypt and God will meet us where we're at. And, but he, he knows our heart. And so I I give you that challenge. I know we were kind of rambly and chitty chatty tonight, but like we said, it was just impromptu. And plan. We didn't even. I di- I really didn't even know what we were going to talk about this week. <laughs> so, you know. So, Amen. You know, Amen to no internet. <laughs> no, no internets. <laughs> anything else? Got anything else before we leave?
1: I don't have anything else.
0: All righty. Well, again, guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Also, um, just stay on the lookout of some exciting things that we have coming down the pipe where I'm really excited about us uh our new website and just the new things and restructuring that we're doing I feel like we've really gotten uh our legs up under up under us don't you think I do. I think we got a good routine going, and we know what our platform and format is. And so we're growing, and we, we we thank y'all for growing with us. And we'll catch y'all the next time. This is Kim and my wingman, my loving husband, Melvin, and we're out of here. Peace.